Royal Credit Union's smart checking accounts offer no monthly fees and no minimum balance. Make the switch to a Royal checking account and you'll also get real-time transaction alerts, free mobile check deposits, and surcharge-free access to over 40,000 ATMs across the U.S. Enjoy financial freedom with no minimum balance and no monthly fees when you switch to Royal's smart checking account. Learn more and open your Royal Credit Union smart checking account online at rcu.org slash go checking. Insured by NCUA. The Minnesota Wild bye week is here, but if I'm Bill Guerin, I'm making sure the boys aren't completely enjoying a vacation after squandering away playoff hopes once again. Kirsten and I dive into the bad, badder, and downright worst part of the Wild season until now and try to sort out what to do. Plus, Kirsten is a one-timing all-star, and I think I could revel in an obstacle course. It's all-star skills, baby. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Livia, Royal Credit Union, Grain Belt, and Jim Beam. This is Season 5, Episode 213. Let's do the Boldy Shuffle. Soda Stick's latest team collaboration features wild forward Matt Boldy, a Soda Stick and Hockey Lodge exclusive tee. Be sure to shop all Soda Stick sports merch at SodaStick.com, where Bardown Beauties gets you 15% off every purchase. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game, or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart Jim Beam Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, copyright 2021, James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated, Fairmont, Kentucky. Hello, everybody. What's up? Bar Down Beauties, episode 213. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com and co-hosting alongside Kirsten Kroll, your in-arena host for the Minnesota Wild and PWHL Minnesota. Kirsten, first things first. What's up? We are on break. No more hockey. No more hockey, at least for like a smidge, which, yes, guys, we love our job. I'm very grateful for it. I really, really am. But man alive, as you just said, Kirsten off air, the burnout is so freaking real right now. Yeah, I'm kind of just going through the motions right now. I very much need a break, like a genuine break where no one messages me. I have a few of those days coming up. My phone will be on Do Not Disturb for everybody. So I'm just very much looking forward to crawling into like my little hole and just being alone for a couple days before I have to go to Pittsburgh this Sunday. Yeah, what's in Pittsburgh? Besides uh, the NAHL Top Prospects Tournament. There we go. We love it. Love watching uh, you do your thing. So I'm going to be cleaning my house. That's the plan anyway. With three kids, things never go to plan, but that's my plan. The basement, which I so miraculously put together and made it into this kid's dream playroom a couple years ago, has been destroyed numerous times to the point where I've stopped redoing it. But I'm hoping to do that. Because they complain that there's nowhere for us to play. There's nowhere for like, well, I gave you the space. Um, you know, they get me to this level. They get me to this level sometimes, Chris. You know who else gets me to that level? The Minnesota Wild gets me to that level. And I don't know why, because this is going exactly kind of how I pictured it, except worse. They are now down to just a 2.3% chance to make the playoffs. Kirsten, you and I both were kind of on the same page where we thought they weren't going to be great this year. They'd be a bubble team. I feel like they're even worse than we anticipated. 
I think on my end, it's not even so much that they're losing games because that was to be expected. Like we had mentioned, their best chance was being a bubble team in the postseason. And right now, it, looking at the standings, there's still a chance. Yes, they really need to get it together and win games. But I believe after losing to Nashville, last time I checked, they're only like six points back out of a wild card spot. So really, they're far back, but realistically not that far back. But I think the most disappointing thing to see from this team is the way they've been losing games. You have a lead against Nashville. You let it go. You have a lead on Hockey Day against Anaheim. Two-goal lead in the third period, and you blow it. Let them go in and get the win. And so I think it's the fashion where they've really just let the game get away from them late in the game. That's been super frustrating to see. You know what I don't like? I don't like that you just breathed life into the fact that they could still do it because I just want to be done with it. Let's just say no. Let's just say, you know what? This ain't the year. Let's move on because, frankly, I can't watch. You just nailed it, too. I can't watch the way that they're performing anymore, especially with with the you know, air quotes of, oh, but we could still maybe make it. We're still trying. Like, no, you're not. The way that they yeah. performed the past two games, I didn't hate the Nashville game nearly as much as I disliked the Anaheim game. And that's mostly because of where Nashville and Anaheim are within the conference, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Anaheim's got a bunch of young bucks out there who are kind of learning things for the first time. Uh, Lucas Dostal in net, I thought, looked really good. But at the same time, they made him look like a Vezina winner, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's ridiculous. And that's not the first goalie they've done this to. Um, you know, the shot opportunities are there they are creating chances so they've looked better in certain instances but you're right they're not playing a full 60 and then to just blow leads in the third when you need these points I mean it was very evident and we're going to talk about the all-star break coming up here but it's very evident that they were checked out a lot of them were already on that flight to Mexico and I get it it's a it's a long season it's a tough schedule and they've been playing you know shorthanded for majority of the year but I don't want to give excuses like they're just not that good Yeah, no, I agree. They're not that good, but it's just frustrating the manner they've been losing games. And yes, I know no one wants to hear right now. They still have a chance for the playoffs, but realistically they do. Should they try to make it? No, I think they should try to get a higher draft pick quite personally because we haven't had that here in I don't even know how long. And honestly, it looks like it would do them much better right now getting the likes of like a Macklin Celebrini or something along those lines. So consolation maybe we'll win the lottery this year draft lottery that i mean it's minnesota sports nothing good happens to minnesota sports right but i'm not even mad i'm not even mad that they're not going to make the playoffs like yes the playoffs are fun they're amazing they're incredible to work i'm not mad like this team is what it is i just want some accountability i just want bill Guerin. he doesn't have to wave his white flag he just has to be like you know what yeah here we are like the guys in the room can't be that blind to it either they can't really be actually pumping themselves up like yeah we could do this, you guys. We can go in, and when we get to that first round, we could beat the Winnipeg Jets or the Dallas, right? Like, I mean, there's just, let's be real. Let's be real. Kirsten, with the playoff window closing, almost completely evaporated for your Minnesota Wild, um, do you think that now is the time for Bill Guerin to sell, sell, sell? I feel like that's always a good way, too, that the GM kind of shows his hands and his belief in the team. And it will shake up the locker room, right? Like, it'll be like, you know what? you guys? So maybe if Bill doesn't want to come out and say, hey, they don't got it, by trading off players, that's a very good indicator of saying, hey, you know what? You don't got it, which it sends a strong message, which I love because I'm a harsh critic 
person that wants to see the best, if that shakes things up a little bit, great. Um, do you think that this team is going to sell away and then try to regroup in the offseason? Uh, Pat Maroon, that name being tossed around quite a bit amongst the national writers as a big guy that they could move. And he, you know, he's been through that before. What are your thoughts on Maroon being the name to go? And do you think there could be others? Do you think Bill Guerin's looking down that road as the trade deadline comes up here in the next couple of weeks? Well, a few thoughts come to my mind. First, what's the point of selling? Like, what's the point? We are what we are. We know. Collateral. We knew that was going to happen. Like, we knew we would be in this position. So I just, I don't see the urgency in selling. To me, that kind of also gives, like, why are we still really trying? Like, we have a shot when right now we don't. Like, we don't have money. We don't this year. We don't next year. Like, it's literally two years when we had the buyouts. We knew this is the position that we'd be in. But also, I mean, yeah, you mentioned the names of Pat Maroon. Personally, I don't want to see him get moved. I've liked him on Minnesota, and I don't really see the point in getting rid of a Pat Maroon because, again, like, moving him is not going to do much for our team as a whole. Like, it's not going to make us dramatically better. We're not going to get a bunch of key assets in return to make us more of a competitive team. But also, aside from Pat Maroon, we have, like, what, two, three guys that we can possibly move? Like, I believe... Brandon Duhame could be one. Connor Dewar is another. Philip Gustafson, John Merrill. Those are some names because they don't have no move clauses. Like everyone on this team has no move clauses. So it's like realistically, I don't see making those moves as things that would make us better as a whole. The, the thing to me, though, if you're selling, it's not about getting better. It's about getting worse effectively, right? I mean, not to say necessarily getting worse. It's not throwing in the towel entirely, but you look at guys like Pat Maroon who wants to go on a winning team and you want to give him maybe that opportunity and he would be an asset that people would want. They maybe would give up a decent pick in the draft, right? And you look at a guy like Brandon Duhame, who again would at least yield a return. You can ask those guys to waive their no moves and their no trades and sometimes a player might look at that as a good opportunity. Um, you know, guys that maybe aren't having the best season or can foresee that they're not going to be in that top six role or a top pairing, whatever that might be, whatever position you're looking at. But that's why I kind of want them to sell. Again, it effectively removes any faith or belief that you have in this team because it's like, you know what, I'm not looking to make you better right now. I'm looking to do something to make you better in the future, right? So I think that's why I want, I don't want him, I don't want Bill Guerin to necessarily go out and be like, hey, I want to trade Pat Maroon because then I can get money to sign xyz player what have you i don't think that that's the play i think the play is just to be like well meh you know just meh again don't tank i don't need you to tank because you're doing that fine on your own i just need you to admit that that's the direction you're going to go in that's the direction that this team should be realistically looking at all right it's it's fine you fired your coach it didn't work you have gotten through some of these injuries you've signed these big these players to longer contracts when you didn't need to here's where you are this is just the reality of it so that's why i want to look to sell i don't want to look to sell to improve i want to look to sell to be like as a rebuttal to that bill Guerin in his midpoint season press conference i feel he kind of made it clear he's not that guy that's going to admit that so i think he's showing us and the organization as a whole that we are still going to be an organization that's not going to do that. So I think all things considered, I don't see it happening. No, he smells of lies. 
I tried to get him to say it. I asked him specifically about the trade deadline and where they're at and how we think this will affect it. And he's like, looked at me like I had three heads. Like, why would you ever ask? Like, A, the trade deadline's close, Bill. Second of all, this is what you need to do. Again, when I get in there to be the assistant to the assistant, my words will be heard. We will be admitting our flaws and our faults because that's what a good person does, I think, right? You just admit when you're wrong. The accountability, that's a big thing. Just just be accountable. Uh, we already alluded to, Kirsten, that you and I obviously had our doubts about this team heading into the year. Um, what went wrong? Like, why are they worse off than maybe we even thought? Because we did. We went through each and every team. Go back to our episode uh, at the beginning of the season when we kind of ran through the Central Division and the Western Conference and kind of how we ranked them. And we saw Minnesota being very middling. And we saw some of these other teams. I mean, there are only a few that come to mind to me, Kirsten, that have exceeded even my expectations. I think the Vancouver's, I think Winnipeg's far better than I thought they were. Um, but what went wrong? What can you pitch, put your finger on anything in particular that you think went wrong? Or was, were we just over, over hyping the wild a little bit? And I'm saying over hyping by means of, Hey, yay, they could maybe make the playoffs just barely. Um, first, I do think part, there are teams in our division who are much better than we thought they were going to be such as Winnipeg. I don't remember exactly where I had them put, but they've exceeded my expectations. So I think just some teams coming a little bit more out of the woodwork. And I'm not saying Anaheim currently where they sit is a better team too. Um, and this is just speaking at teams that I think have just really been better. They started off hot. They mm -hmm. fell off a little bit more, but they started the year off better than I thought they would, much better than the Wild started their year. Um, but also I think part of it, that went wrong there was I we anticipated injuries it's a long season people are going to get banged up but I think the hits left and right with almost every single player on the wild roster being on IR at one point or another the loss of Jared Spurgeon now for the entire season um, just the injuries left and right have been a huge hit and then Philip Gustafson, too, is another area, per se. I know he's dealt with some injuries, too, but I think he's overall underperformed a little bit more than probably what the expectation was coming into the year. And also, too, along with that, same with a number of our players on our team. Like Matt Boldy, I understand he got better once Hines came in for Everson and went on and just kind of really started to find his groove more, but he was pretty quiet and I don't want to say invisible, but just very much underperforming to start the year. So those are a number of things that I think have gone wrong. Also blowing leads in the third period. You can't do that. They can't start in the second period. That was the problem before they went on that little three game win streak, right? Like all of a sudden they were like, Oh, let's play come the second period. Like how would you play a full 60? Mm -hmm. You know what? We're given a full 60 each and every episode of Bard on beauties. I think that they could do the same. Now. I mean, I think you nailed it there too. Injuries for sure played a huge factor. Every team goes through them. Yes. But I mean, these were injuries to some of their top guys. Matt Zuccarello missed quite a bit of time. You've got, uh, you know, Philip Gustafson going down the Mark Andre Fleury and then Broads. And I mean, it's, it's been a lot to say the least, but I think the biggest thing for me is what you had mentioned at the end there. Kirsten is, I don't want to call it a regression for Gus and it's certainly not a regression for Kaprizov or Boldy. It is a regression of sorts 
for your Marcus Johansson and your Freddie Goudreau's who started to really show signs of promise last year. Um, I think those players, in addition to your Boldies and Kaprizovs, have been kind of very underwhelming um, and not performing to the level that they can, Not at least not each and every night. Um, it is nice to see Boldy kind of turn it on a little bit more. Kaprizov obviously doing really well, especially in his past eight or nine games here. Um, so it's good to see, but that slow start, again, everything goes back to this horrendous, hideous start that the Wild had, right? From individual players to the team performance as a whole. You're too far down uh, in the hole. You're too far behind the eight ball in order to really get in front of anything. So unfortunately, that that screwed him. That screwed the pooch. Kirsten's favorite saying it screwed the pooch is what they did. I Kirsten. Yeah, I don't like that. I like makes my skin crawl a little bit. <laughs> also, another Does it give you bad feelings of like, I don't I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I just don't like it. But another feeling that I have about this team, something that went wrong, like dare I say, the we've seen a lot of the Iowa Wild on the main roster this year. Dare I say, like our prospects have been a little bit disappointing to see once they've been called up. Like I remember start of the year when Sammy Walker got called up too. like his performance was less than impressive. So it's just kind of too being a little disappointed with the prospects down in Iowa currently when they have been called up. You know what? I love that. Cause I don't think that we've talked enough about that. I think you're absolutely right because I I've noticed that too, a little bit like, Hey, weren't these granted, we're not seeing some of the big names that you'd like to see. And, and obviously you want to keep some competitive players. Now you're not seeing, I'd still like to see an Adam Beckman can afford it. Now, Sammy Walker in his brief stint up here, not great. Um, Juju Kara, I thought also was another player that they had brought in in the offseason that you were kind of curious about. He hasn't really been exciting, but you're right. I mean, I think we haven't talked about that enough, and I'd like to go in at length about that in a future episode. I'd like to get down to Iowa, Kirsten. I was going to bring this up to you. We should yeah. go down to Iowa sometime and yeah. just watch a game. I'm down too. Mostly for like the cheap beers and everything like that too. It sounds I really mean, fun. yes, Obviously. of course. Obviously. Um, but also too, because this is recent and this is the kind of final thing I have to say about Iowa, um, Iowa Wild, Minnesota Wild organization recently acquiring defenseman Will Butcher from Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm very excited to see him. He is a player that I would, you know, given him a little bit more time to get comfortable down in Iowa, I would really like to see him have an appearance up on the wild defense. Um, I was very impressed with him remembering him play in college. He was a standout for Denver University, Hobie Baker award winner. I would love to see him play up on a defensive pairing. Not sure with who, but especially with the state of our defense this season hasn't been great, but very eager to see what he can bring. I think it was a surprising pickup to a lot of people, but I'm very, very interested and I liked it. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I didn't know, no offense to the other player. I don't have any idea who that guy was or didn't really know much, but you're right. I'm familiar with Will Butcher and what he did at Denver and Hobie Baker winner. I think I have his puck floating around somewhere around here. <laughs> who knows? But um, yeah, I mean, with the defense being meh, aside from obviously Brock Faber and Imbrodes and even Middleton, I say, why not? I mean, not that Dakota Burmis has been bad, not that Damon Hunt's been terrible. It's just kind of give him a shot you went and acquired him for a reason probably because you knew you needed to build up some depth on the blue line not just in in minnesota but down in iowa too so yeah give it a go kirsten we're excited about our 10 days off is 10 days off going to be a good thing or a bad thing for the minnesota wild and where do we think they're going are they going back to like cancun and we're going to get some like boldy duhame doer braids rocking again i mean where what do we anticipate the wild doing for the next 10 days 
Um, well, some of us only get a genuine three days off, <laughs> i.e. me. Um, so yeah, there's that. But also, I guarantee they're going down to Cancun. And as far as some braids from those three, I guarantee they're going to be up to something, those three together on vacation. But also, Connor Dewar, I don't know if he has the hair anymore after his recent bowl yeah, what cut is that? to really even do braids. I don't know, but apparently he likes it from what I have heard. Maybe he'll try to convince the other two to also get a bowl cut. But for everyone's sake, I hope not. I haven't been able to ask. I know you and I have talked offline about that. Like, what happened? Uh, what's what's going on there with that situation? It feels like a lost bet. It feel, but if he likes it, I don't it's think not? it was. I oh, heard God. he's like trying to make it into a mullet or something. Again, this is all secondhand information that I have heard. But yeah, I have heard from people that I work with that he likes it. Wow, that's yeah. uh, that's really something there for uh, for Dewey. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk more about the All-Star break. Let's talk about not necessarily the Wilds All-Stars, but every other team's All-Stars, because that's more fun. Stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Jesse Pierce here. Now is the time to choose you and get healthier the Livia way. When you join Livia, you'll receive a personalized and doctor-recommended program tailored to your unique needs, goals, and lifestyle. The Livia team of dedicated nutrition experts will guide you every step of the way, providing you with the tools, support, and motivation you need to succeed. I know for me as a brand ambassador, I could not have reached my goals and kept the weight off without the help and one-on-one support of my Livia team in Woodbury. Now down over 30 pounds in just a couple months and still going, my goals are within reach thanks to Livia. You can join Livia today and get your first three months absolutely free. Visit Livia.com, that's L-I-V-E-A.com, or call 855-GO-LIVIA. Livia is now offering breakthrough weight loss medication options as well. Visit Livia.com or call 855-GO-LIVIA. It's time to choose you and get started on your weight loss journey the Livia way. What's up? We're back. Hey now, you're an all-star. How many times do you think that song gets like played during any rendition of a professional all-star hey now you're an all-star get your game on go play i think way more than it should <laughs> way it's more. really yeah it's really not that good of a song but the all-star game is upon us coming up this weekend i actually kind of enjoy at least the nhl's version of the all-star game i mostly love the skills competition uh kirill kaprizov being your lone representative for the minnesota wild at the all-star game happening up in toronto um I haven't been, I don't know. I feel like Kirill doesn't like the all-star game. I don't know if no. that's just a vibe, right? No, because even last year when it was down in Florida, wasn't he part of the speed skating competition? And he like literally got out of it by swapping with another player. <laughs> like he doesn't look happy to be there. Granted, I don't think a lot of the guys look happy to be there because they would rather be on vacation. Understandably, I'm not criticizing them for that. But just Kirill looks more unhappy to be there than a lot of other players. I, it, he does, right? Like, I just I feel bad even saying that about him because I'm sure he's like, yeah, it's an honor. I mean, he hates individual honors as a whole. We all know this, so I'm sure that's probably part of it. I think an all-star game would be fun. You get to hang out with all these other all-stars and be like, hey, like Danny Heatley said, I'm an effing all-star. Like, I don't know. I just think, I think it'd be fun. I feel like it would, but at the same time, especially when it's being held in Toronto, I would rather be on a beach. So like last year's all-star game in Florida definitely would have been 
more okay going down there. But, like, this year in Toronto, like, even players were saying it last year. Like, it's not a destination. Like, it should be yeah. an honor that players want to go to. And then you're going to host it in Toronto where it's cold while all of your teammates are literally on, like, a cruise ship. Not a cruise ship, but, like, a boat or, like, down on the beach. Like, Turks and Caicos. Truly the all-star break this point in the season, it should be more of, like, not a resort, but it should be, like, warm destination, like, a treat for these guys, not in Toronto. But then the NHL's got to look at their money making, yada yada yada. First off, her name is actually that, in Toronto. Also, you need to keep players' interest as well to go. Hundred percent. No, you're not. You're not wrong there. I get. I get it. I get it. Um, I do love the new format for the skills competition, and I love the combination that they're doing with the fantasy draft. Four teams, three on three. Let's talk about the skills comp because this is again, it's my favorite in any sport. Like, remember the NBA used to? I loved their skills competition. Like that was just always my favorite. I just looks like the players are having fun there. Uh, so for the skills competition, you get twelve players competing for points. Round one is your fastest skater, hardest shot, stick handling, one timers, passing, accuracy. Round two, the top eight players, so the eight players with the most points from that group of 12, move on into a shootout. They get to choose their goalie that they will shoot out against. Round three is the top six from that eight is an obstacle course where your points are doubled, which I think is going to be so fun because we know how competitive these guys are, right? Mm -hmm. We know how they are. So, Kirsten, I'm going to ask for predictions. Who is going to win the entire thing? Your 12 players are JT Miller, Quinn Hughes, Elias Patterson, uh, Austin Matthews, excuse me, William Nylander, Jack Hughes, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Connor McDavid, Leandro Seidel, Nikita Kucherov, and David Pasternak. Who went? Look, I mean, those names, man. How would you not want to go to the All Star game? I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, I like it in the sense that, like, I really do think it's going to make these guys a little more competitive, which, you know, you want to see. So I think just in that aspect, I like it. But also, going with the boy Con. Like, I can't imagine Connor McDavid God. not winning at all. I'm trying to look at like what's going to be the toughest for him. I feel like hardest shot. That's going to get a lot of guys, right? Like I think yeah. there's very few guys that can get the points for the hardest shot. Who would have the hardest shot out of those guys? I kind of am leaning towards Kale McCarr. Yeah, it's got to be. I feel like a defenseman has a better shot at that <laughs> pun intended, but right because they're yeah. often shooting that far, so they're usually tossing. JT Miller stands out to me for that one too. I know Quinn maybe Hughes, pasta. maybe. Maybe Quinn's just so small. He just he is. is so I itty bitty. I, I think Kale McCarr in that respect. I'm going to go JT Miller in that one. But I think overall, so you're going con. I think I'm going to go Mac Daddy. I'm going to go Nathan McKinnon. Just mm. because he's been doing everything so well. Nikita Kucherov is obviously crushing it this year, too. Um, I mean, all these players are. Who am I kidding? Like, they're all phenomenal. Austin Matthews hitting 40 already. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I got to go Mac Daddy. Let's go Nathan McKinnon. He was McKinnon. my second I, pick. It was your second. McDavid, McKinnon, and then Pasta, third. Okay. I'm going to go McKinnon. Um, I'm going to go Kucherov, second. And I'm going to go William Nylander, little Willie. I uh, I don't know. There's something about him. No love for Khan. No love for – I got to – you know, Khan – Con can take a seat just for a moment, all right? We can, although, you know, he has, have you noticed Connor McDavid's showing more personality lately? I have, and I'm confused. <laughs> it's weird, right? It's almost concerning, but, like, I kind of like it, but I also don't. Like, no, I can't say that. That's a little inappropriate. It's just, like, very night and day. Well, now I need to hear what it is. 
it sounds bad, but I can say this as a person who also, like, I don't know, like, maybe, hopefully everyone likes dark humor, and please, if this is bad, cut it out of this episode. <laughs> but I'm like, it's like somebody on antidepressants before and after, like... Yeah. I'm also on antidepressants, but like Con McDavid with no personalities, like him off antidepressants. Whereas, <laughs> like, he just started taking them and he's like, wow, I'm a new person. Like, yeah. Hey, we talk about mental health that here. Was, that's a fair. That was comparison. my take. And I say that as somebody who also takes antidepressants. And I also Same love sees. dark humor. So I'm sorry if I offended anybody. Same Z's. I think that's safe. We're in a safe space here, guys, right? We're all in a good bubble. I, I like it. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Thank very you. much. What competition would you, what skill would you exceed in, um, in the, in the all-star skills competition? Ooh, um, I'm looking at all of these and I'm like, I'm definitely not fast as skater. <laughs> um, I'm torn also as somebody who loves defensemen. Mm. I think I would take on a couple characteristics, either hard as shot or one timer, possibly one timer. Yeah. I worry if my one time, like, that's what I was leaning toward as well. But I feel like the puck would come too quickly at me and I would, like, miss. Yeah. See, I don't need to skate for a one-timer. Like, I can mm -hmm. stand in one place. So I think I'm, I would be good. I think I'd want to do the final, the obstacle course. And that's where I would reap all my points. I'd be like, ha ah, And it's mostly because I'd be going slow enough that I would be able to do all of the obstacles. Oh, <laughs> Not that I'm that slow. Like, I can, I can scoot around on the ice, but I just... I think the obstacle course sounds fun. It kind of reminds me of like a dog show. You know, ah, I'm just picturing that in my head. Like I want to they... work a dog show so bad. <laughs> I so think bad. that one. I think that would be fun. Let us know what you guys would want to do in the skills competition. Let us know where you think Kirsten and I might have a very small shot. I mean, as much of a shot as the wild do making the playoffs. That's I'm talking like where we could maybe just get that little sliver of a percentage of succeeding in uh, moving on then to the fantasy draft. Like I said, Four teams, three on three. Each team gets 11 players, two goalies. Uh, you've got Team Matthews, who has Justin Bieber as their celebrity. Keep we, him we, went on, we went in on Biebs last week, all right? We're I'm not going, going to. going in. Those jerseys are awful. They're so bad. They're so not good. It's brutal. Uh, but Austin is with celebrity Justin Bieber. You've got Team McDavid, Connor McDavid, obviously, with Canadian actor Will Arnett. Team Hughes with Michael Bublé and Team McKinnon with Tate McRae, um, Canadian singer. Who you got? Who you rooting for? You know, God, just Connor McDavid with anybody. <laughs> At, yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to go a little bit different just because I'm so – I would have gone Bieber and Matthews just because they are best friends. But I'm very anti-Bieber right now after those all-star jerseys. <laughs> so I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to go – with the underdog here, Hughes and Buble. Oh, like that's my squad too. I love, but yeah, I love I Michael Buble. Yeah, I just love him. Didn't expect it. I don't know. I just think it, underdog story there. Boobs is a big Vancouver fan, and I kind of like the brothers being co-captains, right? Like yep. that's kind of fun. Um, I don't know much about Tate McRae. I think I know like one of her songs. Otherwise, I maybe would have leaned toward that just because Mac is in the central and you like her to cheer new for album your central. Is fantastic. Also, speaking of Tate McRae, I'm going to take us on a little bit of a tangent here, but it's something I'm genuinely curious about since I consider myself an NHL entertainment correspondent. Just Tate McRae famously linked to ex-boyfriend Cole Sillinger, who plays for yeah. the Columbus Blue Jackets. Knowing how much Tate McRae has skyrocketed to fame this year, and also, like, her, since she, from Calgary, 
big hockey fan, comes from a big hockey family. Her album kind of taking a little bit of a hockey vibe as well. I think that's really also how she got into the All-Star game. Also very talented, so I'm excited to see her performance. But just knowing you have like a very high-profile ex-boyfriend in the NHL, I wonder if it drives him crazy, like how popular she is. And like you have guys like Will Smith, who currently plays college hockey, but was a high draft pick last year, who's like, yeah, she's my biggest celebrity crush. I wonder if that drives him crazy. Because it would a lot. I've heard a lot of like players now are super all in on her, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. So I feel like it drives Cole Cylinder crazy. Yeah. Like even if you look at his Instagram, like all the comments are like, thanks for a great album. Like this is just, (laughs) again, like... And, you know, just I look at stuff like that. So I'm just kind of like, God, like fumble. What a fumble. Fumble, uh, turnover. Giveaway. Yeah, that too. We'll keep it hockey related. Keep it hockey. But that's just, you know, entertainment, Kirsten speaking. And this has been your segment of entertainment sports with Kirsten Kroll. We exactly. We're going to make that a thing. We could make a soundbite of it. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, I just, I love, I Michael Buble was one him and Eminem, which is so funny because yes, I recognize they're on the opposite ends of the musical spectrum, but they are the two that I would pay absorbent, insane amounts of money to go see. I think I love Michael Bublé. I also I just... really like how you literally had no comment to anything I just said and quickly. I don't. It. I don't know enough about it. <laughs> oh God, I just put you in on everything. <laughs> I know. I uh, I know that she wore goalie pads on the wrong legs in her I, she album. Not on purpose, I think. Okay, yeah. And the only other thing I know about Tate McRae is that I Googled immediately to see if she was related to Basil in Basil, 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 and she's not. No. Who we had on the podcast last year, in case yes, you guys forgot. Listen to so. her new album. You would like it. It is fire. It's really I've heard good. that. Gr- is the greedy one that's like, dun, 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 You've dun, heard dun, that song before. Yes. 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 They play okay. it everywhere. It's a good song. But yeah, if I wasn't anti-Justin Bieber right now, I think I would root for them his furthermore to con- now i'll go back and comment because, but the thing is i didn't want to because what you were talking about in regard to like cole sillinger having dated her first and then all these other players now maybe wanting to date her it just reminds me and you're far too young for this but maybe you do recall it of the dion Phaneuf and sean avery beef no. where um alicia cuthbert who was married to dion Phaneuf now had originally dated sean avery and then she started dating her now husband dion and Sean Avery being Sean Avery called the cameras over and said, well, he can have my sloppy seconds. And so that's all that's coming to mind when you're talking about that. And I was trying to refrain from bringing that up again, but it's all See, I think. About. I'm very unfamiliar with that. Alicia Cuthbert is a Canadian actress as well. Girl Next Door gal. Um, wax Museum at Wax House or something like that, too. But yeah, that was a whole big thing. Like, how dare he say, but he was just being Sean Avery, you know? Hey, what can you do? What can you Everyone's do? And she's just happy at the end of the day, it sounds like. Yeah. So that's what I took. I, I related Avery. it to related it to my era and my generation. Yeah. So that's that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for, bringing you that important news. I love the idea, switching gears back to the game. <laughs> love the fantasy draft because I love, you know how hard hockey players go in on each other constantly, right? Like they're always chirping. They're always mixing it up. So the fantasy draft just allows that to be taken a step further. Like when Phil Kessel was the last player selected, uh, like years back when they did this again, I just find it so funny because none of the, they're all all-stars, right? They're all good players. There's not like someone that you're like, Oh, I don't want him on my three on three team. Um, I love that element of it. I think that needs to stay around forever. 
I feel like there is definitely players that are like, no, I don't want him on my team. Like, you see who else you have as <laughs> options, and you're like, no. I mean, sure. Once you get, get down in there, I imagine. Kirill Kaprizov's got to go kind of high. Where do you think he goes? I don't know. See, again, and respectfully, I look at his name amongst all of these other <laughs> stars across the league. I don't think he goes very high against them. And is that because he plays for the Minnesota Wild, though? No, it's just look at the seasons all of these guys in the All-Star game are having, whereas, like, Kirill, he's been – he's picked it up as of later, but, like, he's been quiet. NHL overall. first star. I mean, yes, I agree, but in comparison yeah. to, like, Austin Matthews, are you going to tell me <laughs> Kirill is better than Austin Matthews? Well, luckily, Austin's already got his team, but maybe well, yeah, he likes – but yeah. you know exactly what I'm saying. I know You're what you're trying saying. to appease the crowd right now. No, you're not wrong. I, I agree. He's he's very, um, hey, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say underwhelming again because I've used that. I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? Yeah, you can be whelmed. You have no idea that quote, do you? Nope, I don't. It went over my head. But I'm smiling and nodding anyways. <laughs> Ten things I hate about you. She's like, I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? I think in Canada you can be, or something like that. <laughs> Kabril is whelmed. He's just a whelmed player. We'll put it that way. Very whelmed. Um, no, but three on three, he's good. I feel like he's established that, so maybe he'll do okay. We'll see. I still wouldn't pick him over an Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Nathan Sid Crosby. <laughs> like... Yeah. No, you're done. You're definitely Again, not, not wrong. wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Um, let's wrap it up as we do each and every week with our favorite hockey moments from the re week. Kirsten, you got something offhand or do you want me to try to pull on my little brain strings? You know what? I always start this off. You start you it do. off. That's how it works. Uh, favorite hockey moment of the week was I'm trying to I met um, a kid and I don't want to say kid because he's probably like 24 25 i'm not quite sure and his dad who he was like i've listened to you guys since episode one and and it was just it's always fun like he's one example of many this past week especially because there's been so many home games and i've been hiding those little pins around the x um just really having people come up and kind of just say hi and how much they appreciate our podcast is always great i that'll never not be a favorite hockey moment of mine and because we spent so much time at the x lately between the women and the men um, getting the, a better chance to meet some of our listeners has been so much fun for me. So that's my favorite hockey moment. Specifically, shout out to uh, those South St. Paul guys who said hi, their father and, and son duo. So appreciate you. Shout out. You know, kind of going on the same note, I'm going my favorite hockey moment, and I know he's listening. Both of them are listening. My favorite season ticket members <laughs> who are just, you know who you are. I'm not going to name you, but I look over and every time the wild score a goal, we're like, high five. Here's some knucks section right next to mine. And whenever we just give each other crap during the game too. And it's just super fun. So shout out to you guys. Uh, it always makes my night when you're at a game. So we're at a live show. We're at a live too. show. They're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yes, I do. See, the, the good old natured ribbing never gets old. Yes, exactly. And I realized I just had my ID card up there. And I'm like, you didn't see anything. You actually didn't see anything. No. But I realized maybe I shouldn't be flashing my health care card. Because now this is I the have first time I don't. 
because you're an adult. And proud yeah, of you. I literally went a whole year uninsured, but we fixed it this year. <laughs> That's good. Yep, proud I know. of you. Again, side note, I'm distracted. It's the first time I don't have a pen in my hand fidgeting. I find that lately episodes I have, I find a pen on my desk and I'm just all of a sudden use it as like a, a pointer for some reason. I swapped out my health insurance card for a pen. So there you go. See, there's yeah. something about it. So I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. That's going to do it for this week's episode. You guys, you know what to do with your hands. Subscribe, rate, like, share, comment, all of the good stuff. You're awesome. Um, we'll keep bringing you episodes up and through this break. We'll keep trying to inject some positivity into the wild fan base. Raw. Uh, Kirsten and I are looking to get to an Iowa Wild game, maybe get some college games. Let us know if there's something we should come check out and do. We will try to make it work. Obviously, like Kirsten said, the burnout can be real. But also, we love getting out, checking things out. I know there's a Dynamites 3-on-3 tournament coming up in two weekends, courtesy of Goons for Good, so check that out. Goons for Good started by our friend Landon over at Soda Stick. Uh, don't forget, Soda Stick Bardom Beauties gives you 15% off all of your purchases. Shout out to Livia. Mention Jesse Pierce. Go lose some weight this year if you want to. Not telling anybody to go do that, but just if you want to. That seems right up your alley. Livia's been fantastic for me. Royal Credit Union, Jim Beam, Grain Belt. We will have a Grain Belt live show coming up here in February. I will let you know details on that as they become available to us. So follow our social channels. On behalf of Kirsten, Fred, and myself, have a great rest of your week. Uh, go Wild and Brooks. Do you hear Brooks just going nuts out there? I do. I'm going to go let her in. She can't stand the 40-degree weather, apparently. Who knows? I guess not. guess not. Have a good one. Bye. Near, 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 near.